Hey, welcome to Drone Therapy Podcast. I'm Crystal Jacks, aka Bridget Bardont, and we're here going through my dialectical behavioral therapy or DBT workbooks together and listening to drone music. Drone music is like beatless music that's got a reputation for being soothing yet is often anxiety inducing theoretically offers endless potential for innovation yet is frequently inaccessible i found drone music has a lot in common with therapy I just plagiarize myself. If you're here from the Now article, hi, welcome to Fun Town. Dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT, right, is like kindergarten for your emotions. That's all you need to know. Last episode, we dove into the mindfulness module and talked about how suffocating the world of mindfulness and meditation culture can be. Then. We chilled out and did a deep listening meditation. Not to assume you chilled out. I've gotten a couple requests since then. One was to talk about my dog more. Okay, she's small and really heckin' cute. Say hi, Lana. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other request, okay, we're done now, you're done now, it's over, it's, o- it's over. The other request was that instead of like long-windedly telling you about something you can go listen to on Bandcamp or whatever, HTTP colon backslash, right, uh, that I just play tracks to listen to in the podcast is for listening uh and we're not done mindfulness yet so that's no big deal i can do that this time sorry for not really understanding the potential of the podcast medium last year curator tori mass put out a book and cassette about tactile art objects and experiences which is so beautiful and she asked me to do one side of a cassette and then non-swimmer michael newton amazing radio host and musician did the other side not to do that thing that someone told me not to do but look him up he is great so i put a bunch of field recordings i'd been storing up together sang into my keyboard and played the notes back on a synth and just trying to make something really intimate for her it ends with matthew donovan aka my friend theodora teaching me deep listening via Facebook voice chat while I was having a panic attack in Sudbury, which is a town and the railroad there is sampled in the song as well. I mean like the train, I love trains. Trains really ground me. (laughs) Complicated complicated relationship with trains actually am i meandering enough is this a podcast now so um let me play some of that piece now and maybe it will relax us because hearing all those names of people you don't know might have stressed you out 
That was nice. If you just want me, I'm flattered, but I mean, that was nice. We're filling time. Just kidding. Podcast people, podcast people have told me to keep these things to like 20 minutes, and my old YouTube stuff was always an hour or more. So I'm always making these podcasts in like a state of panic. <laughs> Which, okay, uh, states of panic. If you're in one, just breathe kidding um but we're going to talk about what you can do in those distressed states we're still talking about mindfulness but we're crossing into the dbt module with the funnest name distress tolerance it sounds like one of those pop psychology books from the 70s you'd see with a geometric pattern on the cover and some serious looking dude on the back who's been doing super sus research on human subjects who weren't totally informed as to what they were signing up for which is kind of like my life now distress tolerance is good though because if you have mental health issues the word distress it was kind of a new idea for me but a lot of the experiences dealing with a mental health issue are dealing with some type of physical, mental, or emotional distress, or all three, which is confusing. Like, is crying a sensation or a behavior, right? It doesn't matter, it's distress, unless you're watching Pride and Prejudice, and then it's just a nice, heteronormative, problematic, romantic vacation. And since this is a capital P podcast, here's a clip, but I'll make it sound like it's underwater so the copyright people can't get me. I don't find this grounding at all, but I like it. 
I appreciate the struggle you have been through and I am very sorry to have caused you pain. Believe me, it was unconsciously done. Is this your son? Yes, sir. Are you... Are you laughing? No. Are you rejecting it? I'm sure the feelings which you told me have hindered your regard will help you in overcoming it. Might I ask why with so little endeavour and civility I am this repulsive? And I might as well inquire why with so evident a design of insulting me. You chose to tell me that you liked me against your better judgment. No, believe me, I didn't. If I was uncivil, then that is some excuse, but I have other reasons. You know I have. <laughs> so I said grounding. Maybe you've heard about grounding. Maybe it's one of those annoying things you've heard about way too much, but guess what? We're going to talk about grounding. If you're into music, you might already know about grounding and electrical source so things don't blow up, like for a record player or a stereo or something. Or if you're an electrician, which either way you can probably already tell that my gear is not often very well grounded, but we're grounding you, we're grounding ourselves, so we don't blow up. And for some reason I care more about personal well-being than I do about fire hazards, maybe because personal distress has come a lot closer to killing me in my life, and you might have a different experience, or maybe they overlap, and okay, let's get you grounded. Grounding means doing something similar to what meditation can do, returning you to your body and to your immediate environment, which yes, is where a lot of scary stuff is, but many of the scary, distressing things are not actually as threatening as the mental illness is telling you they are. And if you can ground yourself back to a basic awareness, of where you and your quivering flesh prison are at, it can help you dialogue with yourself to put the threat in perspective and get control back. I'll get back to this if it sounds weird, just stay with me. How do you ground yourself on the earth, or whatever, to the seat if you're in a plane, with the five senses? Some won't work at all for you and others might work great, some things might be triggering or scary, so you've got to try it out in a safe space, as safe a space as possible, and customize this to yourself. As, as we go through the senses, maybe you'll recognize one that you think would or wouldn't work for you. It's very, very personal. So I'll read through these pages. Vision, like your eyes. Watch a sunset, look at a picture or a poster that you like, make one area in a room look nice, look at nature around you, walk in a pleasant part of your neighborhood. Uh, personally, I like glitter and looking at pictures of pugs, though walking around your neighborhood isn't super great for agoraphobia, but it, ha it has, I have, it has, have had a nice time doing that. Hearing. Listen to beautiful or soothing music. Sing your favorite song. Pay attention to sounds of nature. Birds, rain, waves at the beach. So like, we did this. Surprise, it's all an intricate web. Listening. Smell. 
put on your favorite perfume slash aftershave or try them on in the shop, light a scented candle or make cookies. So this one works really well for me sometimes. I have a sizable collection of strange perfumes I've bought over the years. I got into it because I was on tour and I didn't want to smell like a noise bro. It can be really handy to carry these around. And if you hate perfume, there's stuff you'll like, I'm pretty sure. Like, there's one brand I love called literally I Hate Perfume. I can't put smells on this podcast, so you'd actually have to look that up. I like things that smell like cedar and black tea and smoke. Some people are into incense or oils. I don't smoke, thankfully, or I'd have even more problems, but I like to smoke cloves sometimes for the smell and the taste, which brings us to taste. Have a good meal. Have a favorite soothing drink, such as tea or hot chocolate. Have your favorite flavor of ice cream. Really taste the food you eat. Eat each type of food mindfully. Taste isn't a huge thing for me. Hot drinks and tea can be nice, but it's more the sensation of the, like the touch. I have a bunch of super sour lemon drops I thought I might use for distress tolerance, but I don't enjoy them, so I never use them. Does anyone want them? I'm on Twitter. Touch. Pet a dog or cat. Have a massage. Take a soothing bath. Brush your hair for a long time. Braid your hair. Hug someone. Sleep in freshly cleaned sheets. Notice touch that is soothing. So I don't have a bathtub, and one time I went to my friend's, like I was staying at my friend's place, and I was so excited to have a bath, and I did, and I had a panic attack. It was amazing. Uh, touch is a huge one for me, though. I'm always wearing velvet or silk or fake fur from the thrift store. Textural fabrics that I have on my body that I can touch. Heavy metal jewelry. Some people in my DBT group were super vibing these plastic gel ice pack thing or just putting their hands on ice or in ice water. That hasn't been a huge thing for me. I'd rather touch the dirty textural concrete on the ground personally because I'm a dirtbag. But I'd say try it because it was like popular and cool. If you're distressed, you can hopefully use one or more of your senses to ground yourself. Last time I didn't give you a proper worksheet, but this time I will. I did well in actual kindergarten, so worksheets are fun to me. You don't have to do any homework for this podcast, obviously, but try thinking about doing the homework. Then you have something to do while I spend the next five weeks or whatever thinking about how it would be nice if I could get out of bed and make the podcast again. Distress tolerance, crisis survival skills, self-soothing with the five senses. Check off one self-soothing skill to practice during the week when you feel upset. And there's a list, vision, hearing, smell, taste, touch. Choose one. You might want to pause this while you pick one. 
So you've chosen your grounding distress tolerance skill and give it about a week, I guess, or whatever, give it five, and then come back and answer these questions. Briefly describe a stressful situation you were in when you chose to practice the self-soothing skill. Did using the skill help you cope with uncomfortable urges and feelings and slash or avoid conflict of any kind? If yes, describe how it helped. If no, describe why not. That's your assignment. Use your senses, seek grounding, don't blow up. Podcasts are audio, the listening sense, and I'm exploring the wondrous possibilities of the medium this time. So I'm going to end with a song. It's a Teodora song because if you skipped over the part where Teodora was doing the meditation, I get it, but Teodora is really good. They're an activist and musician in LA. They also run The Future Left. Find this stuff on Instagram. Live a good life. I'll be back next time to talk more about tolerating your distress. Speaking of distress, before I go, I'm currently paying for my own mental health care thanks to donors like you on Patreon. If you like this podcast and you have some disposable income, <laughs> uh, who has that? You can donate to me on Patreon, Crystal Jacks. There's some cute rewards for sure Instagram shoutouts, comics, videos. My pug just opened a box from my estranged father. Pretty riveting. You can find me at crystaljacks.com or on SoundCloud, Bridget Bardont. Drone therapy on iTunes. If you liked this podcast, please rate and subscribe. Here is A New Age by Teodora. It's sad, but it's cheered me up a bunch of times. Lena, say bye. Say bye. How? How? Good girl. Bye. Bye.
Change.